Hey guys, it is episode 10 of the Bougie and the Beard uh, podcast with Ty and Jordan. So, um, sorry we didn't post Sunday. Um, We got a little caught up. Where life changes and such. Right, but that just means you'll get two episodes this week. So, lucky you guys. Word. So, we're just going to jump right in with a few things that have been um, on our minds and on our news feeds and such. Mm -hmm. Um... Just in general, massage noir. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, the last few weeks have been a little bit crazy for black women being um, brutally murdered and or the topic or um, seen as the reason for murder. So with um, Cedric Anderson. Mm-hmm. So Cedric Anderson was the man who shot and killed his um, estranged wife, I believe. And a couple of students were injured in San Bernardino. And I believe this happened about two or three weeks ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he also killed himself Mm -hmm. in the act. Mm -hmm. And um, it was basically a case of his wife was separating from him. They were in the process of getting divorced, yeah. and then he just up and killed her. Yeah, he went up to her school and killed her, and I think they were newlyweds. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't able to deal with with her leaving, mm-hmm. and had to take that out on not only her but also students at her school. Right. So, this guy was dealing with um rejection mm. and pretty much dealt with it in the worst way possible. Mm. Whereas, um, there's usually the idea, especially if you live in New York or maybe even in just urban areas Mm -hmm. in general, where if a woman rejects you, she's the one who's wrong. She's Mm -hmm. the one who's at fault. And as opposed to just, you know, picking up your, you know, picking yourself up and just moving on and with your life, you choose to torment the woman. Just like, even if you're catcalling someone in the street. And they don't return it. It goes from, hey, beautiful, hey, miss, excuse yeah. me, miss, excuse me, miss, to, oh, yeah, well, F you then. Right. B. Right. And then it just completely devolves into chaos You no weren't reason. that cute anyway. Right. Or what have you. So it's just a, a issue, an ongoing issue of men just being a shit mm. at times. Mm. And it really annoys me because um, I never really participated in the... Uh, catcalling games the mm-hmm. the i'ma holla at you in the street games mm-hmm. i was just it was never my style it just just felt really inappropriate mm-hmm. like i always felt this way i mean because like the issue with catcalling is that the one thing that we have in common is that we're on the same street at the same time mm-hmm. you don't know what i what i'm into you don't know um if i like to read if i don't like to read if i'm in school if i work the only thing you know about me is that i'm attractive to you and that we're on the same street at the same time right and i don't think that should be the basis of a friendship or let alone a relationship right personally and and it always tries to start off as something very innocuous as hey beautiful yeah hey hello gorgeous or or whatever why why aren't you smiling right who walks down the street smiling Mm -hmm. you look like a psycho yeah. In any event. So it's always something where a guy tries to get a woman's attention. And then when she doesn't return that attention, it always turns into something terrible. Right. Where it's an insult or it's a uh, just like a kind of just a very not physically violent, but just a violent reaction. It can be a physically violent reaction. It can reaction. be. Not, ne- not necessarily. Yeah. But 
it's always an extreme. Yeah. And the issue that I always had with this as a guy is that you don't know who this girl is that you're trying to talk to in the street. Mm -hmm. You don't know why she's going. You know where she's going. You don't know why she's there at this time. And yes, there's a thing for, you know, missed encounters, a chance encounters or whatever. That's all BS Mm. because ultimately you're not trying to talk to somebody in the street because you like their personality. Right. You literally know one thing about them is that they are attractive to you. Right. Yeah, I think um, it's problematic because men feel entitled to women's attention. And that's extra annoying because if they're fragile, you don't know if a man is fragile until he's either trying to call you out your name or hem you up. Mm-hmm. And it forces women to either give you a fake number or smile at you or be like super like cautious just because we don't know what you're going to try to do to us because we offended you for in some way. Mm-hmm. So it's just really annoying. Like even wearing headphones doesn't really make a difference if a man's persistent. Um, being on the phone, saying you have a man, like there's really nothing Maybe maybe the most effective thing is saying you have a man, but even that doesn't always work. So, so well, your man got to do with me. Right. Or he's not here now, or you can't have more friends, or anything like that. But um, it's just really annoying that you can just be walking down the street minding your business, and this is what it kind of devolves into. Right. So another um, recent uh, situation, obviously this is not the exhaustive list but these are the ones that i think made headlines and probably everyone is familiar with so the other case that we wanted to briefly touch on was the steve steve, steve stevens. stevens yep Ugh, such a freaking um, hot ass mess guy in cleveland um apparently his girlfriend left him or yeah broke up with him what have you and on easter he decides to live stream on facebook and walks up to a random gentleman mm. in the street, an older gentleman, mm. and just says, well, you know, this is for whatever. She's the reason why you're dead. And then he kills him right. on Facebook Live. Right. So it's n- enough that you filmed yourself murdering someone. Yeah. But you chose to live stream yourself filming someone. And you chose to give a woman... The reason why you are killing this person, despite the fact that she had nothing to do with anything. Right. It's just, it was a lot of things that I kind of read from that. And, you know, a lot of it was just like, oh, he's evil and da 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 whatever. He's mental, this and that. A lot of it is just that he's a guy who doesn't know how to deal with his feelings of um, rejection. Right. And his feelings that are negative. Right. So, as men, a lot of times we're often taught or learned that... If we cry, it's weak. Mm -hmm. If we show weakness in any way, which is about being emotionally vulnerable, or if we don't allow ourselves to heal after being emotionally hurt, Mm -hmm. we're viewed as weak. We're Mm -hmm. supposed to just let things roll off our back and keep moving. Right. Or we're supposed to react with some kind of anger or some kind of violence. Right. So... The only acceptable emotion for men, apparently, is anger. Right. So we can never just be happy right because if we're happy then we're supposedly gay Mm. we can never be sad because if we're sad then we're supposedly gay Mm -hmm. and people use gay as a negative connotation for expressing how you feel right and it's always just been really irritating like growing up 
I used to cry when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. People used to pick on me mm-hmm. and I would cry. Mm-hmm. And people used to pick on me because I cried. Mm-hmm. So it was always very irritating when I'm being told to man up, quote unquote, mm-hmm. or being told to, you know, you're not acting like man or you're not manly enough. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm just expressing how I feel. That's just how I was raised. I right. was raised to feel my feelings and express them. Right. And it's unfortunate, but a lot of men in in this specific case, a lot of black men aren't being taught to properly compartmentalize their feelings and express them accordingly. We're always being told by, you know, our various media outlets that are targeted to us. We're always being told that we have to have act hard and have tough and act, you know, like in a way that's against our nature. Mm-hmm. And when we're sad, we're supposed to be angry. Mm-hmm. When we're happy, we're supposed to be angry. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to smile in pictures. We're not supposed to do a lot of things. And it's just really um, damaging to our mental um, health. Yeah, because it, it's an implication that only women can feel emotion. And that men are supposed to be stoic in all situations. That's just not doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Emotions are made to be felt and expressed by everyone. So let's encourage people to do that. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of what I wanted to touch on regarding massage noir and toxic masculinity. And I don't, I don't even know how we're supposed to overcome it, honestly. Um, I think that, I'm sorry, but I think that we're supposed to just, as we're becoming more aware of these things Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. I think that the way that we overcome them is to make sure that they're not learned. So that means that when we have our children, mm-hmm. we make sure that we pass on these positive um, positive teachings that we have learned. Because a lot of these things, we kind of accept it as gospel because that's just how, you know, we weren't aware of a lot of things. Right. And today, in today's society, we're being made aware of a lot more issues and a lot more different types of issues as opposed to just, you know blanket issues that may affect some but not all Mm -hmm. we're learning about so many little things that microaggressions or any kind of aggressions Mm -hmm. that impact us and we're learning about how to deal with them so the way that we are able to eradicate these things is when the next generation comes in and is able to make sure that the behaviors that we took aren't learned for that from them so i understand that in terms of our direct um descendants or whatever but there are still going to be people who hold on to that toxic masculinity so like for instance i was reading no excuse me i was watching a video it was just like a terrible video i should have showed it to you Mm. it was like 10 minutes long of this black guy just ranting and raving about him hating all black women Mm. um and it was like he was a musty dusty crusty Always. Yeah, it definitely musty, dusty, crusty. Like he was. Um, I have to say, share, show it to you when we get off. But um, it was him. For some reason, a black woman called to his job and got him fired. Okay. We don't find out why she called, and this has happened, I think, twice in like maybe a couple of weeks that a black woman called and got him fired. So it brings me. So wonder, he had two jobs. Two fast food jobs. Oh. Both goodness. of which he he lost. Because a black, a black woman, woman called, called his job. And the video like opens and he's like, Oh, this keeps happening, da 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 and you know, my my manager said if it happens again, then you know, I'm done. But I just quit because I'm not gonna be threatened by this guy. And I'm like, 
well, what exactly well, are they calling about? Maybe there's an issue here. Right, but I mean, we never get to it. It's just him railing against F my mama. I wish he hadn't had me. Like, he was like, it was completely a blanket statement. Mm. Like, F all black women. Y'all are what's wrong with our society. Oh, Lord. Wait, when Jesus comes back, he's going to kill all of you. Yo. Especially the ones that are wearing weave and wearing Yo. makeup. Like, I have he to hit, show it to you. I he have. Hit whole, Yo, he hit Hotep Bingo. Yes. And like I'm like, who is this guy? But I have to show it to you. It is terribly, horribly, no good, very bad. Yo, he um, for it. It all. is, it is intense. And I'm like, damn, brother, shoot your shot. Right. So I was just, um, obviously, he's a very extreme example. Of course. But I do sometimes feel like bits of that kind of lurk underneath. It always exists. You know? It'll exist as long as there are people around perpetuating it. So you'll always have, like, um, it's in our music. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of it is in our, our movies, our TV shows, our mm-hmm. media in general. And it's not necessarily um, called out as much as it should be. And I think that now with how social media has evolved, a lot of um, our conversations are being had by multiple people with multiple experiences and mm-hmm. they're able to kind of just bring these topics to the forefront and just kind of just like address these issues that we've been dealing with underlying without even realizing that they were issues that we should have been dealing with mm-hmm. and you know like a lot of that comes from even like when we're being told when you have like a mental issue or when you're having a, uh, some kind of issue it's to pray on it mm-hmm. as opposed to, to speak about it right and a lot of it it's you know, a lot of it is access, mm-hmm. but a lot more of it is people not willing to deal with someone else's issue mm-hmm. because they don't want to. Mm-hmm. So they put that on someone else to do it. And if someone else isn't available, then for a lot of people, God is the one mm-hmm. that should be able to deal with everything. Mm-hmm. And while it may or may not be true for you, you still have to be able to speak these things out loud in right. order for you to be able to just get them off your chest and right. just get them out. Right. And a lot of people aren't really aware of that advantage and a lot of people don't really see their health in it. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad because when you have people who can otherwise function very well, mm-hmm. but have their episodes where they kind of just like reach a point where they can't really understand why they're feeling the way they're feeling and mm-hmm. instead of sp- talk about it they just kind of hold it within until it explodes and they can't deal with it mm-hmm. these are two examples of that of men who are hurt mm-hmm. and instead of speaking to someone to maybe just like all right i need to get this off my chest and just get this out so that i can deal with this and start to heal from this mm-hmm. they reacted very violently they mm-hmm. didn't want to deal with the pain of being rejected. They didn't want to deal with the pain of um, having to start over. So mm-hmm. they chose to end people's lives. Mm. And it's really sad. Well, yes, I think that mental health in our community is still something that isn't really... Um, I think it's definitely becoming more accepted and more mainstream, Yeah. Um, which is good. But one thing I was... I think it was an article I read in The Atlantic, and it was talking about the difficulty that people of color have finding a therapist mm-hmm. versus white people um, because one, it can be very expensive, but two, like even if your um, insurance like accepts it or whatever, 
like accepts the the um the transaction with the healthcare provider or whatever like when you're even just calling to make like just make the appointment a lot of times you have to leave a message because you know they're either at their other job or they're with the patient so they don't answer and for people who either quote unquote had ethnic names or sounded ethnic, they were less likely to get a return phone call than someone who was white or sounded white or quote unquote had a white name. So even if these people, let's, and I don't even know for the, those two men if it was like mental illness or just like straight up ate shitness, but let's say it was genuinely mental illness and they were attempting to reach out and find a mental hair, mental, uh, mental, mental health. health provider it could have been even more difficult depending on what their financial situation is Mm -hmm. and what their insurance situation is so there's a couple of issues here that like kind of are building on each other Mm -hmm. that i guess all need to be resolved and i don't know how to do it and that's true Mm -hmm. and what you say is not isn't you know it's not false but even still with that there's gotta be a circle of friends that you're able to trust to have these conversations. We've and talked about this. We have talked about this. Because we've talked about, like, your circle of friends is going to reflect your views, otherwise they wouldn't be your friends. Which is So which if is you why... have trash views, your friends are going to have trash views. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. But that's kind of Typically. what I mean, is that it's it's difficult, and that's kind of why it's, it's important for us to make sure that we don't repeat these issues and make sure that our children understand value over other things and mm. people. And just knowing that, if your friends aren't going to support you or hold you up or even hold you accountable, then they shouldn't really be your friends. And that sucks because a lot of people don't really have that um, ability to tell what's what in that, in that well, regard. Yeah. But, I mean, it just seems that even just in these two stories, it's not like we don't really know exactly what happened in the hours before or after. Mm-hmm. We only know that the actions... So we don't know if they even spoke to friends or not. Mm. But my feeling is that if you're in a place where I'm going to kill someone mm-hmm. and I haven't said this out loud, mm-hmm. you're probably not talking to anyone. Right. You know what I mean? So that means that you're going with the idea that you're going to commit harm on someone and you're probably you're less likely to tell somebody because then someone's going to be like, hey, you know what? Let's stop this crazy train. Yeah. Let's get off and let's figure these things out. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's just, I mean, that's what leads me to believe that they may not have had strong support systems in general in their life. That's possible. Mm-hmm. And I think we also, um, I learned this phrase fairly recently, but I still think it's an interesting one, like pick me's mm-hmm. or pick me. And it's basically someone or a woman who tends to co-sign Hotepian logic or Hotepian thoughts. Yeah. So the possible Erica Baduza of the world. Um, possibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard that from people, but I haven't. Like, I don't. I don't like follow her on Twitter or read things that she writes to hear well enough what she does. But I have heard people say that that she couldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. But it's basically women who will uphold massage noir or co-sign it like oh well if the woman got raped it's because she was being fast yeah i'm not you know i'm not like that or i never dressed the way that these girls dress or things like that mm-hmm. so i think in addition to black men having to learn how to accept rejection and that women maybe don't want to be bothered and don't are not required to talk to you for us to our lives to be valued black women have to also support each other 
and not try to make yourself like look like a standout or be othered just so you look special yeah you know just because that specific thing didn't happen to you or you don't dress that specific way or whatever doesn't put you in a a higher standard or make you better than anybody like we're technically all the same like we're all not all in the same boat but we need to um unify and protect and support each other Mm-hmm. Just because I think we're the least cared about, respected, um, and protected group. So it's kind of our responsibility to take care of each other whenever we can. So pick me's, please stop. And that also means that if you see that kind of behavior, you kind of have to start calling people out. Yeah. Maybe not in public. You don't have to like get into a whole common thread. Yeah, you don't have to drag people you know publicly. Because I mean? that, that's not really helpful to anyone. Yeah, it's not. But that means just... Taking someone to the side, if that's your friend, yeah. or if that's your homie, or that's your homegirl, whatever. Yeah. Take them to the side and just have like a conversation to pick their brain and see why they, why they say those things, why they think that way. Yeah. And try to kind of like guide them into the direction of just being better, men and women. Yeah. You know, because you have a lot of guys, and I have a lot of friends on Facebook or mm-hmm. whatever, like, you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and they'll jump right into Hotepian ideas, they'll jump right into... Um, you know, like meninist stuff mm-hmm. or whatever. And then like I'll just like make a comment like, Hey, you know, this doesn't make sense. Right. Why why is this how you feel? Right. And whatever the conversation goes from there goes from there. But as opposed to just kinda like looking and scrolling. Yeah. You know, like you you have that conversation and see where they at and if you guys just can't see it out of eye, then you can't see out of eye and that's right. just it. But at least make the effort to just try to understand where people are coming from. Just to see What's up? Because a lot of things could be under the surface that they may not even realize Mm -hmm. if you have the wherewithal to kind of guide that out of them Mm. and just be able to bring out their best self. Because that's all we're trying to do. Yeah. Just be our best selves. Well, some of us. Some of us. Some of us are just whack. Right. And I think you're right. I think if you see someone say something kind of crazy and you think that you can come to them lovingly and say something and then not like spaz Mm -hmm. like you were saying maybe you can have a good conversation that's productive and you can open that person's mind because i know that we're quick to like cancel people and dead people and stuff like that but i mean i can honestly say i'm not the same person i was five years ago Mm -hmm. you know and granted i think that we've all as a society maybe become more aware of the way that we mistreat people or the words that we like words mean things kind of thing and that you know we need to be aware of everyone's unique differences i also think that and i'm also glad that people didn't give up on me the way i was five years ago um and you weren't really Hmm? five years ago you streaming it was good Okay, like eight years ago, before we got eight, together. Right. Eight years ago might be different. Right, I don't know. fine. I can't, eight, I can't vouch for that. Fine, eight years I'm like, ago. I was here five years ago. Okay, I'm sorry. Good. All right, okay. <laughs> eight years ago, outside of the time of us. Word. But my point is like, you're always growing. Or hopefully, people are always growing. So I understand the, the desire for people to be better now. I think sometimes you just have to like drop little information nuggets mm-hmm. and hope that they eventually latch onto someone's mind and that eventually they'll see things differently but if somebody's like being completely belligerent and like that's what i'm saying like if you can have the conversation quote unquote offline or in a private thread and they're listening and at least willing to talk to you that's different but if i hit you up on the side and you're like well fuck that all right all right yeah, all right, all right. All, yeah, this conversation's there's, there's over no you know way, yeah right so that's why i'm like you can't and obviously that takes energy to do too to mm. 
to lovingly talk to that person on the side. And again, and, you have to be willing to have this conversation. I'm not yeah. saying you you should or you have to. Right. Just, you have to be willing to do it. And right. And it has to be someone that you feel you could kind of just... That you can convert. A, <laughs> convert or just see where they're at. You right. You know, that's just really it. Because a lot of times I'll even... Like, I couldn't care less where a lot of people post on, you know, right. on Facebook a lot. I, I'll like something. I'll mm-hmm. comment. Ha, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. But if someone's kind of just like saying some things that I'm just not really agreeing with. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, hmm, well, let me just check and see what's going on. Right. Just, to, just to kind of see, like, why are we still here? Right, right. You know, because, yeah. like, if if this isn't, if this is who you are yeah. online, yeah. I may not like you offline. That's true. You know, so let me just uh, double check why we're friends. And if not, I'll just hit that old hide button. I had and, people all the time. Yeah. Like, I really don't, I don't know. I feel like I call not call out but i will engage with people who i care about who i think like we were saying are going to be open-minded or be receptive but if there's people i love i've just like written off i'm like ah i'll just hide it it's just easier that way so i guess sometimes we do have to take the the harder road Mm -hmm. and actually try to engage with maybe once in a while not everybody because i would be exhausting. I can't imagine doing that. And some that people are just trash. Some people are just trash. It's just so unfortunate. You like you just have to let them be trash somewhere. Uh, but I don't want them to be trash. Because then their their trashiness is gonna perpetuate and propagate to trashy kids, and them trashy kids are gonna run on with my kids, and it's mm. just like whatever. But then we have to train up our kids for battle. Uh, to to battle trash bags. Yeah. Okay. We gotta we gotta arm them with all of the knowledge that we can give them, so that they can toss them at these wingnings. Okay. I mean, all right. I'm just saying. We no. have to... We That's the whole point of this is we have to arm ourselves uh-huh. and we have to arm the future. Right. So that the future that's getting taken over by a bunch of Trumpian ass whites. It's true. You know? But that also means that we can't always hide them. No, you're because right. Because to me, that's the equivalent of like what happened during the election. It's like, well, look, we'll just ignore them. Mm-hmm. But they're like, hey, we're still here. You don't see us. Yeah. But we're still here and, and we're growing in numbers. Yeah. So and that's, that's kind of what I said after the election. Yeah. Was, you know, everyone was kind of just like, yeah, true. Right. And, stuff. and I had a lot of that on my timeline. You know, uh, I work, I've worked for PD, so I see yeah. it. But instead of me just going, well, I'm deleting and deleting and deleting and deleting. I'm just right. like, well, let me just see if this is worth it anymore. Because, you know, you may not have signed on to what he said and what you what he was about, but you kind of were complicit in it. Right. So I'm kind of just curious as to what makes you happy about this specifically. Right. So, you know, that's kind of where I was just like, you know, gauging, engaging in people and just kind of seeing where they were. Mm-hmm. And if they were coming from a place of trash, I didn't have any more use for them. Yeah. Trash goes in the garbage. Right. So... That was just that. Yeah, it's about that balance because it can be exhausting to do that all the time. But yeah. <sighs> Speaking of trash going in the garbage. Oh no. Are, are, we, are we tossing out our uh, our uh, our leave-ins and our our deep conditioners, our deep conditioners and our shampoos and our our oh. shave creams? Because is is it time? Is it time to? I don't know if I'm throwing them out because I paid good money. I mean, for them. they're expensive as all hell. Yeah, I remember. They're they're not they're not the worst thing that I buy. So sorry, we're talking yeah, we're, about we're not even we're talking about Shea Moisture. Shea Moisture. That's the one benefit of having this podcast a day late is we get to catch the tidbit when it That's just starts. True. Yeah, that happened today on Monday. So, um, Shea Moisture put out a series of ad videos. Uh huh. Um, part of their new uh, expansion of who they're selling their products to specifically. Right. So 
if you're not aware, Shea Moisture is a hair company. Hair and beauty product yeah. company. And they are specifically catered to um black women. Initially. Initially. Black women and black women's hair needs, um, the different hair types and different textures and different skincare needs and different skin types and different skin colors and such. Right. So um Shea Moisture kind of built themselves up a lot in the last like 10 to 15 years. Like 10 years so yeah. um to the point where now they're kind of widely distributed in yeah. target and in Dwayne reed yeah. and uh, rite aid and yeah. all kinds of like drug stores and beauty supply stores and stuff shame which is everywhere um and they kind of started in like a little corner section like the whole ethnic care section well yeah and they're kind of spreading their cells across shelves now and they're kind of like, instead of getting a corner of the shelf, we might get a whole shelf. And we might get two racks on that shelf. Mm. So they're, they've been growing in the last, like we said, 10 to 15 years um, to the point where now they're a multi-million dollar company mm. and um, benefited off of the... I wonder the, if they're a billion dollar company yet. I'm not sure. Can you look that up? I will check. Um, so they came up hard and... I mean, my first um, introduction to them... Was I was still at home? Let's see. I don't think I was dating you. So it's at least six, seven years, probably seven years ago. Um, and my cousin was using them, and she recommended it to me and my mom and my sister. So we started using them, and um, you may not get their numbers because they're not public. Oh, they're not publicly traded. No. Okay, so million maybe billion i don't know what they are unfortunately mm-hmm. but anywho um so yeah i was using them i i was in love with their original line which was the uh, moisture retention shampoo with the brown label and it was really very slippy so like so slippy that i could like deep excuse me i could detangle my hair with the shampoo so i was really impressed by that and that's when i was still um relaxed but anyway um you know just they've to me they've been like even if I look at other things and try out other companies, like they were the ones I would always come back to because I know it's going to be a consistently good product without any crap in it. And then it's, you know, they have a line that's safe for, for babies to use and things like that. Um, but over the last couple of years, um, they've, you know, their, their brand has started to expand mm-hmm. and other people are starting to pick up and take notice. Which is which is fine, you know, good for them to grow, but their formulations are changing mm-hmm. in the products, and um, people's hair isn't responding to their products the way they used to. Um, that could either be a what I think is when a company gets big enough, they're looking to like maximize profits, and they're not going to use the same formulations they were using when they first started. Like, I remember when Hello Hydration changed their formulation. Fellas, we're in the hair corner right now. Just stay tuned. Uh, shut up. We'll get to sports in a bit. Shut up. When they changed their formulation a few years ago, it used to be a Holy Grail product, and now it's done. But anyway, long story short, they started coming out with all these different, like, verticals of the same thing. So, first it was just the moisture retention line, which was the brown. Then it was the coco- the hibiscus one, which was, like, the pinkish salmon-colored label. Then it was the African black soap. And now they have, like, it seems like every couple of weeks there's a new brand or a new vertical out to take your money. And they're basically all the same. Like, I don't really see any difference. If you look at the ingredients on the back, which I like to do, I like to compare ingredients before I buy, they're all basically the same. 
so I don't know why they're either diluting their market or who they're trying to reach, but it just doesn't feel right. Phil Jackson's a wing, just what? to kind of keep the guys here. Uh, okay. Go ahead. A wing, like a wing ding? He's a wing ding. Okay. Well, anyway, fast forward to today. Word. Where, um, of like Jordan, like you said, a few articles, excuse me, a few videos came out. And um, like I said, they started out as a brand for women, for black women specifically, with yeah. highly textured hair. And was it three different videos? It was three that we saw. Three that we've sure seen so far in total. Right. And it's um, what is it? Love. What's their slogan? I think it's like love your hair, hate. Look it up. All right. I don't want to misquote these asshats. Word. But two out of the three videos, commercials. Mm-hmm. centered white women and their hair struggles. Right. Now, this is not to say that, you know, white women don't have um, issues or minor inconveniences when it comes to their hair and that kind of thing. But I think we can all safely say that women with highly textured hair, black women specifically, undergo the most, like, discrimination and issues. Like... It's a problem if we wear her natural. It becomes like a political statement versus just how your hair grows. Um, legally, um, we can be discriminated against for wearing a hair in locks. Um, we, the standard of beauty that we see every day, it's obviously, I mean, honestly, more, we're seeing more natural women. Like in commercials, I see that. But still, the general standard of beauty is white women, long, straight hair. Yeah. Um. And if it's really, really, really fetch, it it's blonde, just to add insult to injury. So the fact well, no, that... No, one was the one of them... No, no, I mean, period. Red. No, oh, I mean, okay. like, the beauty standard, period. Got it, got it, got that it. we typically see. It's blonde hair. Um, So, so... It's like, what do you hate about your hair and hair products? And what then at the you, end, it's like, it's love... Like, love your hair and love our hair products. And what do you love about... Make love the new what? Make love the new hair. Make love the new standard. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, make hair love the new standard. So, the implication is that because these these white women maybe had a couple of bad hair days. They or, are struggling. Right, or couldn't decide on the right color for their skin tone and that kind of thing. That that equates to the fact that black women are encouraged to wear weaves or to straighten our hair to chemically straighten our hair to hide our hair to dye our hair that we can't wear it in its natural state i don't the two are not the same Mm -hmm. and like i have no issue with shea moisture getting their money that's fine you know it's business i get that but make a spinoff or make some kind of of brand that caters to white women and leave us centered as the people who initially bought all of your stuff because i remember oh in bryant park when they had the little shops mm-hmm. it was a shea moisture shop and i was in there probably every damn day getting something it was like during the holidays every day getting something and picking something up and all the discounts that they had and, the new york rangers are really good and um i feel like me and my friend single-handedly help, you know, help them pop. Not to say we did it ourselves, but we spent a good amount of money there. You dropped a bunch of checks in there. Oh, yeah. But now, the, the of the three videos, I think it was three black girls. So, there's the one 
video that everyone's kind of skewering and it's like the two um red-headed white women yeah. and, and such and the one black girl with very loose curls yeah um i'm going to take a guess don't okay i'm gonna mm-hmm. leave it alone yep um <laughs> i was gonna try to guess yeah don't i know you I, are don't i was gonna i was gonna win okay nope there. all right um the second one which people were also kind of skewering was one that did have a uh, darker skinned more um tightly curled yeah um black woman mm-hmm with the same uh black model from the previous commercial with right. loose hair right and um a white lesbian woman or what have you right with, like the justin bieber haircut right and then there's a third one that uh no one really i guess saw because it didn't fit the outrage mm. and just being keeping a honey um and that was three different black women yeah and and like more like variation in texture variation in texture and mm-hmm. types so in my for me um being a dude yeah um without hair mm-hmm. it's you have, have a beard a, i have a beard and you use hair products in I it. i do but i don't care i don't have like a beard type so i'm not like a it's like a four or three a four i'm not sure because you comb your beard three g i don't know what these things are i'm not sure so your beard's pretty tight am i a c sharp okay you stay, know what I, mean? stay I, don't in your lane. I don't know these things. I know. So just stay in your I, lane. So I'm literally things just, are getting out of hand. Whatever you buy is what I use. So, <sighs> um, anyway, as a dude, it doesn't really affect me because I'm not really in that market. It's not for me. So I saw it straight up as uh, from kind of like the marketing brain first. Well, wait. Oh, I have a response for you. Okie doke. So what if you were watching Nike commercials? Mm-hmm. And they had nothing but white ball players. These things happen. But that doesn't accurately reflect But Nike wasn't a brand that was made for black people. That's like if Fubu had that. Well no. You know what I mean? Like like Fine, if there was a commercial for the NBA and the only and the only highlights they showed, like when you know when they're doing their cuts, like <laughs> tonight on, right? I mean, that would be impossible but, because you'd be a bunch of scoop layups and 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 but, bounce passes. But that's so how, but that's that how ridiculous it is. But it's not even ridiculous. It would just literally make no money. But okay, okay then, <laughs> but, it would make no money. But so case in a, point, that's a bad example. It's a perfect example. I can example. actually give you a better example. Fine, of what you're trying give to me find. a better example. That would be like if, um. Fubu. No one wears Fubu though. But that's literally okay. It needs to be something okay. that people actually care about. All right, let's see. All right, that'd be like if Apple Bottoms. I don't know. George, do you hear yourself? That was a song a few years ago. Like ten. Florida. Ten to fifteen years ago. Florida rapped the hell out of that song. Jordan. Okay. You're going Florida. He's the he's the example. Florida was really good in that song. Jordan. All right, fine, 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 fine. Okay, that would be like if. Hmm, a black thing that's marketed to black to black things. men. Yes, I'm, I'm thinking about bezel bezel razors. Okay, that's like if bezel razors decided. Okay, we stopped marketing to black people. Right. Um, and we're going to shift our razors to like really bearded Wimsburg dwelling guys. Right. So I get it in a in a. I get it in that sense. But you so, don't. You're not going to completely get it. I'm not because we don't. <clears throat> Black men don't necessarily have things marketed directly to them that was made intentionally for us. Well, that right? there's that. But, so, but and, also, I don't think there's anything there's that's as important to you guys as our hair is to us. Not to make us sound shallow or anything. Obviously, no, I understand what matter, you're saying. Yes, but it's a very big deal. Yeah, because to us. it's your identity. 
it's part of our identity. Oh, okay. It's a, I'm it's sorry. A, I don't yeah. mean to. It's yes, fine. it is part of your identity. Yes. Reductive. It's a it's a part. It's a big part of our identity. Yes. And it's our fashion statement, and mm-hmm. it's an accessory. Yeah. But it's also and like, it's the thing that you do every day. Right, but also like for people who aren't who don't. So I just had this conversation with our friends. I don't want to mention names. No problem. But yesterday, protect I, the innocent. Yeah, I had a conversation where one of my friends said that she was just allowed to wear her hair natural at work because mm. it was she was told that it was too fun and too distracting oh. to wear this natural texture. Wow. Right. And my other friend, whenever she gets her hair done, she wears a lot of prote- a lot of protective styles. The people walk up to her and say, "Is it yours? Can I touch it? Put oh, your hands on. in it." That's what I'm saying like men don't undergo that. We don't have that. The but most you would get also, is like if a, if a girl took your fitted but, kind of yeah, thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's also kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with massage noir. Right. And it's kind of just like taking advantage of something you shouldn't be taking advantage of. Right. So I get it. So, so, so I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's difficult for me as a guy to look at these ads um, emotionally. Mm. Because there is no emotional investment for us. We don't. We didn't spend money on these products. We may have, but not as much as you, you guys. You bought it for us, if anything. And right, and we also haven't had these products necessarily marketed to us as mm-hmm. men. Mm. So for us, for me, it's difficult for me to put myself in your mind. Right. So all I can see is just straight up the marketing ideas of it, and who knows what that marketing team looked like? Maybe they all look like me. And that might be a problem in that. And just assuming that these ads, these series of ads would all be okay. Some of them just won't be. So I'm looking at it as, okay, this company has made its money off of black women. Yep. And has profited off of black women's dollars. Yep. And they are realizing that their market is becoming a little bit saturated Mm. with all of the different brands that are now, you know, coming up and making moves. Yep on black beauty yep so they're looking for a way to kind of just expand out they can't expand from what they can't expand within that's it they've they've built themselves already to the point where they're at this point Mm. where they're widely distributed and they can't really expand very much more in the black market but that's also my thing like they're available everywhere Mm -hmm. where else like where else are they gonna go with to this. the white stores. They're in what? Target, Walmart, CVS, Dwayne Reed. And, and like we buy in all of those stores more than anybody else does. White people, stop it. White people shop at Target. White people shop at Walmart. They white do, people yes. do that. But what I'm talking about for specifically for beauty products, I saw something. I don't know how they're accurate it is. They're in Ulta too. They're not in Sephora, but they're in Ulta. But I mean, I, like I said, I don't know how accurate it mm-hmm. is. But black women are the biggest consumers on this in this country. Yeah. So... That is the market that a lot of brands, even if it's not targeted to white people, they are advertising to black people in some ways, whether you see it or you don't, because they know that your dollars are going to go first before anyone else's. Right. And you're likely going to bring other people's dollars in. Yep. That's just it. We we set trends. Yes. So for this, um, this ad or whatever, it's okay. We've already exhausted this... Um, this market, the black women market, we have to figure out a way to make more money. We can't make more money. All we're going to do, like you just said, is print different color labels on the same formula and try mm-hmm. to act like this is something new, mm-hmm. which it may or may not even be. It's really not. So what else can they really do? They're not making any more money. That was probably their last resort of let's just 
call it Coke Zero, but because we put a new label on it. It's still Coke. It still sucks. And, so, but, go ahead. I guess that's, I guess, okay. I understand the need to make more money. I understand them being a business and wanting to branch out. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But the way it was done. No, it sucked. It was very Trust tone, me, it was tone it did deaf. Suck. It sucked. You know what a I lot. mean? Like it could have been done so much better. Mm-hmm. It it y- y- we, don't try to use white people or white women to co-opt our hair struggle. Mm-hmm. If you want to make commercials for them, then come up with a narrative and a slogan for them. But I think that's part of why they did it this way was because they see the value in like all of the black hair blogs, which kind of put them on, right? And all of the black hair media that exists, right? So that they've been in, like, like what's Curlfest? Am I right? What's Curl? Curl? No. What Curl, is it? Curlathon? What are you saying to me? Curlapalooza? Isn't there like a hair thing convention with curls? You went, you tried to go last year and you didn't. I forget the name of it. Stop guessing. You're just going to say a bunch of things. But I know what you're talking about. Curlathon 2000. Okay. okay. So, anyway. I'm right. sorry. I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm really trying to figure out the like name. It feels like you're being a little bit insulting. Maybe a little funny. So, um, they have, like, a bunch of those markets already set. So, for them, they understand that the market is in this product help recover my hair this product helped me discover my hair this product helped me do x y and z with my hair uh-huh. and so with like the white brands like the pantines of the world the l'oreal's of the world they're all about you want strength and you want to be able to run your fingers through your hair and run this really thin comb through it because it's so thin and look at my hair it's so long and shiny look at this body and volume curl fest i knew it for comp volume and body and blah blah blah, blah and whatever so they did they realized that we can't really do that because we're not selling those kind of products. We're not selling products for you to run your fingers through our hair. We're selling products for you to be able to feel comfortable with how you look. And for your hair to be moisturized and healthy and happy. Right. So that's kind of the idea of the ads and including white women in the ads was just like instead of it being, look at how great I look. With my beautiful, silky, long hair, it's just about I'm comfortable with how my hair looks because these products work. But that's basically what it looked like. Let me be comfortable with my silky, long hair. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. But like, part of the ad was them discussing the issues that they had with their hair. But, their various issues. But to put their issues, like to try to juxtapose their issues with ours is laughable. Yes. Like it basically sounds like... Like developing nation problems versus first world problems. Yeah. Do you know no, what I mean? I agree. And for the record, I'm not saying that I think this ad was good. This ad was trash. And I and I'm not saying I don't understand what they're trying to do. I get it. I get mm-hmm. wanting to branch out and to expand your market and to grow market share. That's what any business is trying to do. Right. But I just don't know how why they thought this would be a good way to do that. So then my question is, what would you think would be a better way? I can't come up with that in five minutes. I and I don't know I, and, I don't know if that's what they took. That maybe they did. Maybe we, like, we, need, we need three minutes, Johnson. Right, right. Get no, it together. No, I would sit down and thoughtfully think about what... Because, I mean, to be perfectly honest, yep. all the hair commercials that you see for like Garnier Fructis and Pantene Pro-V is like just one word they repeat over and over again or like one phrase like, we're killing it. Mm. We're killing it. 
mm-hmm. I'm killing it. And it's just mm-hmm. like different shots of the women in action poses. And it's always their a hair redhead, being, a brunette, a blonde, right. and possibly an ethnic person. Right. Their hair being tied into a knot yeah. or <laughs> them being swung around by the hair 15 times stronger <laughs> than last time. Now with argan oil for extra shine in body. Yeah, it's always you a British trick. Yeah. Make your blondes blonder, your reds redder, oh. your brunettes even chocolatier. I'm never going to wash my hair again. Back at you again with Pantene Pro-V in style, out of style, every style. Like, that was... Right, that yeah. would have... They don't need... Like, they don't... There is no way the cultural significance of hair is the same to them as it is to us. Oh, no, absolutely not. So for them to try to, like, put them all in the same commercial, like, whether to save budget or to, like... Like, my thing is, white people don't need, like, a deep a deep commercial about hair to make you buy the product. Like, damn, yeah. It does take me 15 minutes to do my hair from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Man, that is my life. Nobody, none of them, nobody feels that way. White girls I talk to are like, yeah, I picked this up because it smells good. Mm-hmm. They're not like, oh my God, will this help me? Look at all this body and right. volume. Will this help me overcome the years of oppression I face because my hair is so straight and so blonde? Mm-hmm. No. So don't try to put them in the same video as us. So we're we're all having the same struggle together, girls. Shea Moisture is the fix for everybody. But That's my problem. So was this like the All Lives Matter of yes. commercials? All hair All hair matters. matters. Mm-hmm. Damn, Shea Moisture. Yeah, like you guys know better. You guys know you know the difference. So now one thing that I will applaud them for mm. and kind of also <laughs> running through the mud with mm. is their PR team kind of jumped on this once they realized that this grenade was going off. What they should have done, like this, if you want to read it or you just want to let people it. know, it's long though. It exists. I don't, I'm not going to read all of it. No. But I mean, like, like their PR team kind of jumped on it and just, let's just go. This is from their Facebook page. Let me see how long it is. I'm not reading this whole thing. Okay, okay. Because I'm like, it's pretty long. Yeah. So, directly from Shea Marsh's Facebook page. <clears throat> Wow, okay. So guys, listen. We really effed this one up. Please know that our intention was not, and would never be, to disrespect our community. And as such, we are pulling this piece immediately. It should have been a piece of shit. Uh-uh. Immediately, because it does not represent what we intend to communicate. You guys know that we have always stood for inclusion and beauty, and have always fought for our community, and giving them credit for not just building our business, but for shifting the beauty landscape. So the feedback we are seeing here brings to light a very important point. While this campaign included several different videos showing different ethnicities and hair types to demonstrate the breadth and depth of each individual's hair journey, we must absolutely ensure moving forward that our community is well represented in each one so that the women who have led this movement never feel that their hair journey is minimized in any way. We are keenly aware of the journey that women of color face and our work will continue to serve as the inspiration for work like the Perception Institute's Good Hair Study Implicit Association Test that suggests that a majority of people, regardless of race and gender, hold some bias towards women of color based on their textured or natural hair. So you're right. We are different. And we should know better. Yeah, they should know better. So that's one thing of... That's at least a a plus in their PR side. But then if you see people's comments on this... And their replies to those comments that suggest that they don't necessarily have the same ideas as the statement that they put out. You know why? 
because the statement's BS. You guys should have known what this was. But even what's pissed me off is they're saying they, their goal was to document different people's hair journeys. White women don't have hair journeys. I've never met a white woman who said... You can't really say that. I've never met a white woman who said, I'm on a healthy hair journey. I'm on a hair journey. Well, I mean, there's a lot of women out there, and I'm not... I don't know personally, but I'm sure that they kind of... No, no, let me finish. They might look at um, Shea Moisture because it had natural ingredients. Uh Uh-huh. And you know that that's a big kick for a lot of people. It's just like, this is all natural. There's no chemicals that... There's no... Die sixteen fine. or whatever, whatever. So, not to say that they may not be on hair journeys, and a lot of them sometimes they have like the thinning hair or whatever because they dyed their hair to death or and that's a process. Or fine. that could be how to, you know. So, but let's not say, let's not put everybody in a bubble. I'm putting everyone in a bucket. Okay. Because that specific phrase is a black phrase. Okay. That's fair. Any black That's woman fair. knows, or woman with highly textured hair says, I'm on a hair journey. I'm on a healthy hair journey. It's what we say. Mm-hmm. Whether or not white people are on that journey is fine, but they would never articulate it in that way because that's not how they think of it. To them, it's just hair. Even if it's like, unless it's like super dramatic, it's falling out in clumps kind of thing, whatever. But for them, hair is hair. I'm learning stuff. Hmm? I'm learning stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as a hair person, trust me. No, I know. That's why, but that's kind of why I'm saying these things because... There are dudes listening who are have no idea what yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, they're probably going to fast forward. So I'm just kind of like trying to be the dude in the room of like, uh, what? Yeah. So it's not me trying to be racist. Like that's a very specific. Mm-hmm. That's why my blog is called what it is. I get you. What is your blog? Stranded. www.strandedhhj.com. Hey, plugs. I'm so your journey. So you know. So I get it. I get that. So. Now I ask I ask a different question. Mm-hmm. So if you feel that these ads are bad mm-hmm. and there may not have been the best way to... You, you say you can't really come up with a way to kind of like clean these ads up or make them a little better. No. Then what would you suggest they would do moving forward? They need to have... I don't know why they didn't just use... Okay. They don't need commercials for black people. No. Because we are already already very much aware of their products what they could do if they wanted to was maybe have um ads for the hair products for white women mm-hmm. but like more general light stuff maybe with lines like you know formulated for women with finer textures or looser curl patterns that way we know that it's this is not us co-opting this is something this is a specific line we've created for them like to create like shea moisture isn't new mm-hmm. but if they wanted to like rebrand and have specific products catered towards women with looser hair textures, that would be fine. And then that would, that would to me would warrant a commercial that centers white women. Okay. But I wouldn't make it a serious thing. It wouldn't. It could be fun and and flirty and flippant because that's what they're looking for. If they wanted to continue and have a commercial for black women. I would talk about the products we don't hear much about because they have bath and body products. They have hair dyes. Mm-hmm. They have makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the stuff that I would talk about in commercials for black women. And you could have all black women in that. Right. So, you could keep the same, I guess, the same campaign. Um, campaign, But mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that campaign... I don't think that campaign is... Needs to be inclusive. I think it's like, love your hair. Love your skin. Love your whatever for the black woman. And then have a completely new, fun, flirty um, ad and and um, tagline for white women. 
Because that's the kind of things that they're used to seeing. Like, they don't need it to be serious. That's true. Have you ever seen a serious hair ad for white women? No. For, like, Dove or for Pantene? Can't say that I Right. But that's also because um, beauty brands like that don't necessarily need to be played to, like, I'm using niche as kind Uh. of like a fail-safe right now. But they don't need to necessarily cater to a niche crowd because Mm. the standard of beauty is white. Right. Which, you know, I'm not saying I agree with it. No, but, but it that's is. that's just what it is. Yeah. So they have to find different ways to cater to white women. So that's why the L'Oreal's and the Pantene's of the world are all kind of like, we just literally made a commercial for all of those brands. Yeah, but those commercials, the the black commercials, are the serious commercials. Yes, they are. Because for do us... Do you see what I'm saying? No, I do. I do. I'm not, not disagreeing with you. But I understand where um, they came from in this ad was kind of just it's kind of plays in two different crowds because it plays towards the um, we're all one race crowd. And we're not. We are. But, but we're, and it also plays towards the hey, we're not the only people that use these this stuff crowd. And the approach to it may have been novel but the execution was poor execution was very so i would think if i'm in that ad room and i'm trying to figure out what would i make this campaign i like your idea of kind of making two different ads yeah but oftentimes campaign packages don't come that way it's like we have this ad and it's usually just this is a slogan we need to make all of our ads fit this slogan you know why that's bullshit why because look at mcdonald's commercials Mm -hmm. but that's targeted marketing then and target then then but that's then what, what you need to do mm-hmm. is properly segment your market and target the people in that segment. Amen. You're right, but okay. that's kind of what this is poor market segmentation. But that's kind of what they did with the three different ads. I don't know if they're more. No, but there was one that was like all black people. There was, and then the other two were the ones that everyone saw. Yeah, but. With even with them doing that and having different people, my thing is for me, and you can explain, tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but if I'm segmenting the market, I'm not just doing it because we're gonna have different ads. I need to have a different feel in this ad because the needs of that community or that market are not the same Maybe, across all and three. Some, some people will have those different ads have different feels, and some people feel like they're those ads are kind of condescending, like. All like using McDonald's as an example. If you see a McDonald's commercial in New York, it's that ba da ba ba ba. It's all R and B'd out and, and kind of hit that it's out. Super and annoying. we look at it and we're like, this is whack. Well, we didn't. I didn't until I was older, mm-hmm. and I was like, mm, this is kind of trash. But I think I'm gonna need fillet of fish. Right. right. But, you know what I'm saying? But it, it worked on you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They yeah. did his job. Right. But that's what I mean, though. So like in other markets, we might not get ba da ba 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 with a jazzy feel. We might get ba da ba 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 with a country twang, or we might get. We're kind of just like a plain whatever. Yeah, but even for the white commercials, like, first of all, I don't even know what kind of commercials they have on, like, NBC for McDonald's. I don't know if it's just, like, a a harried mom picking up the kids and, like, screw it, I'm not cooking tonight kind of Mm -hmm. thing. But I know that there's not, like, like Jamal is not singing or rapping to her about it. Or if it is, it's that stupid, oh, do you remember that stupid commercial? I think that was a white one where the girl, the young lady has like a flat tire and the guy in the tow truck comes and he doesn't charge her. He's like, it's on me. Don't worry about it. And then he, he goes about the rest of his day and he ends up at McDonald's at the end of his shift or whatever. And it's the girl he helped earlier. And And she's she's like, it's on me. Oh, that's why. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but that's the kind of commercial, like... That they might get. Right. Yeah. 
Do you yeah, know what I mean? I but but we're not going to get that commercial. We in get our... commercials that cater direct to our ears and not necessarily to so our So why to not? Heart. It doesn't need to be as like much of a caricature or whatever mm. and as like blatantly this is black, this is white. But with something as serious as this, like something as personal mm-hmm. as this, I think they could have taken the extra effort and had two different campaigns. And if they wanted to have a slogan that was all-inclusive, that's fine, but that's not it. No, you're right. That's kind of a bad way to go about yeah. it. Yeah. So that's my thoughts. Well, you're, no. And again, I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of just... It's poor market segmentation, Jordan. It is. It you is. have three different things that all look the same. The same. They all kind of look the same. It's just different actresses. That's true. That's true. What's the point? And... I just laughed so hard at the the Justin Bieber lady. It's just she was kind of just like she looked just like um Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Yeah. <laughs> doing the Justin Bieber yeah. impression. Yes. Just like oh my hair is so wispy and right. oh god and yeah. I'm just a lesbian and I love chewing on. Yeah, she was like, uh, it helped me find my identity, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, did it, bro? Did it? Like, yeah, like, like she made it seem like Shea Moisture helped her come out. That's what I'm saying. I'm and like, I'm just like, that's a lot. She did. There's some masculine <laughs> in my feminine, some feminine in my. I'm like, that might be true, but I don't think. I don't think that your hair product is gonna determine your sexuality. That the freaking curling style milk did that for you. Yeah, that was that, also considered that was really strong. And I was just like, that's my that's... thing too. Like a lot of the products are very heavy. Yeah. Because it's for our hair. Mm-hmm. They'd just be a grease ball if they tried to use it. But, I mean, you saw her hairstyle. It was literally, it looked like it was gelled up. Well, the sides were gelled up. The top was very nice. But that was the point. That's how she wanted it to look. Ugh. She had the... It's just like, whatevs. The beebs. I don't know. Cut. But then, I just laugh at the two redhead chicks, like, whipping their hair in the wind. Talking I'm like, about, why are we doing We this? used to be blonde. Right. And I'm just like, um, why is why this happening? Why are we doing this? Yeah. All right. That was wild. So trash. if you haven't seen the commercial, I don't know if they've been pulled yet. Uh, they might still be on YouTube, but uh, you, Twitter will always have the receipts. That's true. But they definitely pulled the ads. Like they, I see like this video is like unavailable. Oh, that so, was quick. Yeah, they're not playing. If you haven't seen it yet, sorry. Um, just know that it's pretty trash and you're not missing anything. And Again, I'm sure someone's clipped it somewhere on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter will always have what you're looking for. That's true. Um, and I'm not saying don't buy their products anymore. I don't know if I am just because I wasn't super impressed with everything. Mm-hmm. But there's tons with, of... what, their product itself? Yeah. Okay. Like, there's one that I found the deep conditioner was really good, but I'm going to see if there's another deep conditioner out there that um, can serve mm-hmm. my needs. That's, <laughs> and that's one thing I kind of wanted to say overall with all of this mm-hmm. is that um, you were saying earlier, a lot of people are kind of quick to cancel yeah. people without really giving them the chance to kind of like redeem themselves. Right. And I think Shea Moisture recognizing this ad immediately and just kind of like, yo, we're Please not don't doing cancel this. us. We can't lose the black They're dollar. Like, okay, well, let's, that's a good step one. Yeah. Now your step two is the follow up. Right. Are you, what is your replacement ad package going to look like? Right. And how are you going to address this issue? Right. Because you have a lot of people posting up a lot of different um black owned and yeah, black marketed hair boy. hair um products on your thread on your thread so they got to make sure that they kind of recoup these losses here yeah and something i was telling somebody earlier about this having a little comment back and forth mm-hmm. is that when companies kind of take the risk of knowing that they're gonna kind of like alienate and marginalize their loyal fan base to kind of like pursue the potential of a new one. It's a risk that they take because the potential for gain is greater than the loss that they may incur from the people that will cancel them. We'll see. And we'll see with Shea Moisture. I think that they'll be fine. They're just in enough stores that they're kind of just... 
they're at a point where they're kind of strong enough to kind of be able to live on this. Not if we don't buy it. But how many people are going to just automatically say no? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You're and right. that's kind of just what it is. You're right. They've, they've, I know about Shea Moisture before I know about any other brand. And that's just through you kind of introducing that to me. True. I don't, I know nothing about anything else. And all of that stuff in that bathroom, I assume is all Shea Moisture. It's not. I'm, I know it's not. But because Come I know. Naturals. Because I know Shea Moisture as the brand mm. and it's kind of ingrained in me. Mm. That's the go-to brand that I know. That's true. So. It is pretty ubiquitous. For a lot of people, that just may be it for them. Just right. like Pepsi. People aren't going to stop buying Pepsi because of that stupid ass That's ad. true. They're going to keep drinking Pepsi because they've been drinking Pepsi. That's true. So you may get the few that are going to go, but you're not going to lose everybody. That's and true. And that's kind of just, this is the risk they took and the risk failed. If nothing else, maybe they'll have some really good BOGOs if products don't move. So if you guys want to hold out and wait for that. They might put some sales up. Right. So, so be, be on ready. the lookout for that. Yeah. All right. I think that's a quick sports corner. Knicks suck. Mets are all right. Yankees are doing well. Rangers do great in the playoffs. Um, uh, I don't know what the draft looks like for the Giants. I'm excited for the season, even though I won't be watching it because they still need to sign, sign Kaepernick. And oh, no. yeah, he's still he's still jobless. So I will be um, viewerless if he's still jobless. Oh. But I will be keeping up with them via my ESPN app because I must at least know that you they're winning. You have to know winning. what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And because um, they will be at least 11 to 5. Um, hopefully we could beat Dallas twice again like we did last year because that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, our schedules look really easy. I'm very excited. I don't really watch the Jets, so they I don't know. The schedules already? Yeah, the schedules are up. Oh, wow. Um, I don't watch the Jets, so I don't know. Um, uh, Pat Riley is whack. Um, Phil Jackson is still, still garbage. Um, James Dillon could suck my dick. And um, Serena Williams is pregnant, and she's awesome. And mm-hmm. she won the Australian Open while she was pregnant. So that's really amazing. And she's the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah. Anyone that disagrees can completely suck my dick because she's amazing. Okay, that's twice. That's enough. I, you don't need a third. I feel very strongly about that's Serena fine, Williams but that's being twice. the greatest athlete of all that's time. That's twice. Um, Fast and Furious uh, 8, Fate of the Furious. Um, fun movie, stupid-ass movie, but fun. Um. You may not want to spend money on it because it already made like a good jillion dollars yeah. because they open worldwide at the same time, which Ruiz rarely do. Oh, wow. So they, I think they've almost hit a billion dollars. Like, wow. it's crazy. Um, the Rock is just The Rock. Vin Diesel's family. And um, yeah, there's going to be sequels. There'll always be sequels. I yeah. think they're going up to 10. That's what I they hope claim. they stop at 10. They have to stop at 10. And it must be Son of the Furious. And I didn't spoil anything. Wait, why Son of the Furious? I didn't spoil anything. Okay. There is a son in the movie, but there's... Are we supposed to know that? No, Brian has a son in the movie. Who's Brian? Brian is Paul Walker's Paul Walker? character. Okay. He has a son in the movie. He could be Son of the Furious. I didn't say who. Who? All right. But good movie. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is awesome. I didn't see it yet. What are you talking about? I'm already, I'm already pretty... Cl- I'm claiming it now. It's going to be awesome. Mm, and I can't wait. I hope it's good then. If it's if it's back, I'll tell you. Okay. All right. And I think that's it because um, hair stuff. Dominated the podcast. Well, you knew what this was. I knew what it was as soon as I wrote it down on a rundown. It was just like, all right, I'm going to just write Shea Moisture and write Ty's name next to it. Yep. And I'm going to lay out. Yep. So that is episode 10 of the Bougie and the Beard podcast. Sorry once again that it was late, but thank you so much for downloading and listening. Word. Um, if you want to connect with us on social media, maybe you guys have a better ad campaign. Do you have any ideas? Share it with us um, on Facebook. At Bougie and the Beard. On Twitter. At Bougie, the letter N as in Nancy, the beard. On Instagram. 
bougie the word and the beard or email it to us bougie and the beard at gmail.com we are also where all fine podcasts are sold such yep. as itunes stitcher yep. it was it fm whatever player fm player is the fm use, soundcloud yeah, soundcloud um, google, google play, play. So, yeah, if you want to get some downloads, get some downloads. Yep. Um, on iTunes, please rate. Please, please comment. Please. Because that's what gives us please. love. It gives us visibility. Right yeah. now, we don't have any. And granted, we're still we're still babies mm-hmm. in this. We're growing. And but share, please. Oh, we yeah. Want other people to enjoy our lovely, glorious voices. Share and comment. Like, I'm dead serious. We need your we're, feedback. We need your input. We need to know that we're doing a good job or not. Right. And even you can tell us, hey, this is good. But... You let can, us know. Yeah, like, you can tell like, us if it's on, not Let the good. world know. Right. Don't just tell us. Tell us it's good, but also tell us it's something that you want to hear, don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Is there a segment you'd like to hear? Word. Do you want to hear another Get Personal episode? Like, just talk to us. Let us know. Holla. And follow us everywhere. Word. Uh, have a great night. Later.